Good morning. Uh, welcome as we come again to worship uh, on a glorious, um, sunny summer morning. Um, it's wonderful to see. Uh, we complain about the cold and the rain, and now it's far too warm. All right? Um, no pleasing, sure there isn't. Um, but welcome as we come to worship. The thing that hasn't changed is the God that we worship, the same yesterday, today, and forever, uh, and he is worthy of our praise. Today's reading is taken from Ephesians chapter 2, beginning at verse 11. It's entitled, One in Christ. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, that done in the body by the hands of men, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once were far away, have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace, and in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near, for through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord, and in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. Thank you, Pat, uh, for reading that for us today. Let's pray as we come before God's Word. Father God, thank you that your Word is living and active. And Lord, that it is breath into our very soul today, and so it may be your Word and not my words that brings new life and new breath into the depths of our being. In your name, amen. If you remember last week, we were in Ephesians uh, chapter 1. Uh, we were about adoption um, and being chosen last week. The fact that God has chosen you from before the dawn of time, um, chosen, uh, that you've been adopted into his family, that there's a strength in that adoption. That you, whenever you receive Jesus Christ, you become his son uh, or his daughter. Uh, and you have an inheritance um, that's kept for you, that cannot be taken away. Um, an inheritance that isn't just for whenever we die, but an inheritance that we can claim in the here and the now, a freedom, uh, as Jesus said in John 10, 10. He came to give us life and life in all of its fullness. That continues through in the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians really is about a letter of huge encouragement to an early church, a church that is not that old, uh, actually in its concept or in its being. Um, and in many ways, actually a bit like this parish, because this parish is not that old in its 
concept or in its being. Um, it's a church plant um, from the 50s, 60s. 60s, isn't that right? Never said 50s, that was, I knew in my head I was going, that's wrong. Um, so the 60s. Unlike many other of the Church of Ireland's uh, around us, which have been here, um, some from uh, the Reformation time. And so we are early in our concept. This, a bit like the Ephesians church, there, there's moments where uh, this is an encouragement into us to keep going. But in the book of Ephesians, there's also plenty of challenge uh, for an early church in the, in the place called Ephesus that was maybe beginning to take on its own way of doing things. And other people, uh, the apostles would come in and say, but hold on a little minute, that's not quite the right understanding of that. You're straying a little bit. Let's keep a straight path. Just the same as a parent would do with their child. Others speak into this early church. See, in verses 11 through to 13, it says this, Therefore remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves a circumcision, not done in the body by the hands of men. Remember that there is a time that you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, foreigners and covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. Well, that's big words in there. That's a theological understanding in there. But really, at the crux of what is going on, some people were saying, you can't be a part of this church. For you to belong here, you need to do X, Y, or Z. The Apostle Paul was coming in with a moment of challenge and with a moment of encouragement. And he was saying, well, hold on a minute. Jesus Christ in his death on a cross, his resurrection and his ascension to heaven has ushered in a new way of doing things. He's opened up a new way that is now open for everyone, not just God's elected and chosen people, the nation of Israel. It's for everyone. And so anybody who receives Jesus should be a part of your church. The doors should be open to receive others. Verse 13 says, But now in Jesus in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near through his blood. There's a challenge in there for us as a local church as well, isn't it? To keep our doors open. To ensure that we are looking out into the community around us. These pious Jews as Paul is challenging them, viewed others as simply unclean if they were not like them. But Jesus opens this way to everyone. Verse 14, Paul says, For he himself is our peace, that's Jesus, is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the flesh. The law and the commandments and its regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of two, thus making peace. That's a reference back to the fact that Adam bringing sin into the world created a dividing place between God and man. And Jesus now reconciles those two back through his death. Verse 17 then says, He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. It's open to everyone. 
And that challenge came to the church in Ephesians, Ephesus, so that they did not become proud or inward looking. They didn't say, look at me, look what I have. Look at my religious duty. Look at what I am able to do. Look at the things that I am keeping as laws and regulations. Look how good I am. Paul's challenge was, that's not what it's about anymore. It's about living your life for Jesus and looking out and ensuring that others can see him too. Because it is about the inheritance we talked a little bit about that last week. The inheritance is something that we receive, that is left to us, is gifted to us. So verse 19 says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. You are built on the foundations of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as a chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. This inheritance is ours now. Not just when we die. An earthly inheritance only comes to you whenever someone dies. But the inheritance in Christ comes to us whenever we receive him we live it now not just then in the future and those verses that we've just reread about being built on foundations about god and christ being a chief cornerstone the church building uh, this the building can often be called god's house can't it we, that, that's a phrase that can be used around the church building god's house a house of prayer, God's house. But as we know, the building is not the church. The church is you and I. It's us. And way back whenever this lockdown um, kicked off, uh, way back to over a year ago, many months, kind of used to be able to almost count how many days it was, weren't you, and how many months, and now it was away last year is kind of what we say. Um, and everything went online and we began to make a few wee videos and we got people to give some stories and all of those things. Uh, I want to play a clip um, of one of the ones that we released uh, over, well over a year ago. Um, just to listen to what we said back then and see how it applies for us today. So over the last few days, uh, with the COVID-19, what we've been asked to do is to close up the buildings um, that we normally use uh, for all of our activities. As we close these buildings, um, what we're actually then having to do is rethink what it is that we call church, um, how it is that we do church, and how it is that we reach out uh, into our community. And one of the things that this is encouraging us to do is to think about who we are and what it is that we do. Uh, here in Delvoga, we have that little phrase where we talk about being um, God's hands and his feet um, out here um, in our community. Uh, what does that mean? Well, it means that we are his body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 talks about the body of Christ, um, that where one part of his body suffers, um, the other part can pick up. Uh, where one part of his body um, is really good, um, then the, it can really help the one that is weak. 
and so in this space and at this time uh, the strength of the church the body of Christ is actually that what we do is that we are out here in this community it drives us from thinking about our buildings um, to actually thinking about our community and that is a wonderful um, opportunity and so whilst we lock up our buildings uh, in many ways what we're actually doing is unlocking ourselves so that we can open ourselves and the body of Christ to those around us and so here we go his hands um, and his feet um, and so over the next number of days uh, maybe you're going to get a little thing through your door a little postcard through your door it's going to encourage you and to look in on somebody who's vulnerable um, or somebody who's elderly and um, just to check that they're okay but it's more than that it's checking that we're all okay and um, checking that we're all uh, okay um, you can follow us on our Facebook page hook into our website and see what it is that's going on um, there are many ways that you can join us um, as we reach out um, into this community. Uh, so we'd love you to journey with us and um, walk with us and step with us in that. Um, and so here we are. And here we go. And actually ensuring that people know that they are known and loved by you and by Jesus will be one of the beautiful legacies that will come out of this awful mess. Thank you for journeying with us. And that still applies today. The building is reopened, but actually we're still his hands and his feet in our community. Even before the building closed, we were his hands and his feet in our community. An unchanging God with an unchanging purpose and mission for us. And we can do that because, as I said last week in 1 John 4, 4, he that is in you, he that is in us, is greater than he that is in the world. And for others to know that they are known and loved by Jesus Christ is a wonderful thing. And during that period of lockdown, we've had uh, people come and join us here in this parish. And some of them are watching um, online today. Some live farther away. Some live even in these streets around this building. And so in a sense, all of the COVID regulations have given us opportunities to be God's hands and God's feet. Let's not miss those as the building has now reopened. Let's not miss those as we begin to gather in person. But let's not miss the gathering in person either. There's a biblical command to do that. There's something special about gathering together physically and in person as we worship. As we share together, as we build relationships together. Being his hands and his feet is the inheritance that we have been left. And the challenge that we've been left. But you see, don't miss verse 20 of this passage today. Because it's actually really, really important to thinking about being his hands and his feet. And the purpose that we've been called to. Verse 20 says this. Well, we'll start with verse 19. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. 
verse 20, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus as the chief cornerstone. Built on the apostles and the prophets with Christ as our cornerstone. Not modern ideas or the culture around us, but built on what we've been entrusted to carry and to share. That is our encouragement and that is our challenge today. We hear uh, a blessing um, from the book of Numbers. Um, it says this, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And so may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest upon each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.